excited to do this episode. I felt like it was really important to talk about this topic today. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited. So let's just go ahead and dive into it. So I've been working with a new Oracle deck. It's the Work Your Light Oracle Cards uh, by Rebecca Campbell. And I have a lot of her Oracle cards. I have her tarot deck. They're ones that I'm really drawn to. Uh, they're so beautiful visually. And I love how she presents the meat of it all. So I've really been enjoying all of her products. And I was actually doing a full moon tarot reading um, for a fellow Reiki sister. And she received this card. And it just spoke so much to me while I was doing her reading that I felt like it was something that needed to be spoken about on a larger spectrum. So before I dive into that, I actually want to back up just a little bit. I want to take a moment to talk about the difference between oracle cards and tarot cards. I know when I first started exploring these two, I didn't understand what the difference was. Um, I knew people use them a lot. I felt like sometimes people were using the terms interchangeably, which you can't do. They are different. And I wanted to help make it a little clearer. So tarot cards really follow a set structure. They're usually around 78-ish, 72 cards. There are four suits and they are broken up by the major arcana and that's air things like the tower card, death, the lovers, and the minor arcana which are where our four suits reside. So crystals, cups, swords, and pentacles. Um, and there's always these four uh, suits in tarot. Now they may sometimes have different names. Sometimes the pentacles will be a pentagram um, and things of that nature. Uh, sometimes the cup will be water. Like sometimes they'll go after the different elements. But they all, no matter the deck you're using, if you're looking at... Um, this tarot structure. It's pretty much the same from deck to deck, right? Um, I don't want to say it's exactly the same, but it follows a similar structure. So you should be able to pick up, you know, uh, a 10 of cups from one deck and a 10 of cups from the other deck feel they have very similar meaning. Now, the person that designed those tarot cards may have added their own little spin to it, which I personally think is important to acknowledge when looking at the decks. I know not everyone takes that approach, though. They feel like once you've learned them, you've learned them. Um, but that's a little bit of what I like to do. I like to get very familiar. I started getting very familiar with the tarot at large, my specific decks, and what their uh, particular meanings were, and then started looking into how to read them more intuitively. And I still kind of do a combination of both that literal meaning and that intuitive because I find a lot of nudges dropping in sometimes for people. Not always. Where the oracle cards are pretty much anything you want them to be. There's no set standard. There's no set cards. There's no set number of cards. And a lot of people find them 
much easier to read because the reading could be a word or a phrase on the oracle card that is very explicit, right? There's no, none of this wiggle room as compared to getting like a seven of swords um, where you're like, I don't, like I see what the, what the card looks like, but what does it mean? Where even if you don't see the card, an oracle card, you can probably get a really good understanding, um, even if it's your first time picking up the deck. So they both can give really good guidance. Um, I think an oracle set is a really great place to start if you're just kind of wanting to start dipping your toes into these type of readings and seeing what it can do for you. So hopefully that breakdown uh, was really helpful for you. I'd love to know if that was helpful. I know it was something I was really confused about. And even when you you go online, you won't necessarily find, find a ton there. So I hope that can give you a good little baseline starter on that. So the card I really wanted to talk about and the message I really wanted to give today um, comes, as I mentioned before, from the Work Your Light Oracle cards. And the card in particular, I wish you could just see it. It's so beautiful. Um, it's the card of Share Your Voice. And there's this woman here kind of sitting outside of a cave. A lot of the card is this grayish in color. Um... She, the woman, has this beautiful purple, like, stardust-type dress on, and it matches the sky that is outside of her cave. And she's in front of this beautiful turquoise water, and she's got the wonder of the worlds around her. Um, in particular, the pyramids are there, um, along with this kind of mountainous skyline, but it's almost like slabs of, like, crystals is what I would imagine it to be. So when looking at this card, this is a time for you to come out of your cave. It's a time of persecution. I always say that word weird. Persecution and expression. So whenever this card comes up in a reading, it's a time where you're being really called to share your voice. Perhaps it's time to speak up in a relationship or through writing, singing, speaking, or some other type of creative expression. So this could be a time where you've been holding yourself back in a relationship or maybe just holding yourself back in your business or in your work. And the thing is, we each hold a deep truth within us that allows us to be that longs for us to express it. I'm going to be tongue-tied this episode. <laughs> um, that's the thing. We all have these unique experiences to share. We all have these unique journeys to share. We all have these beautiful things that the world needs a part of. And that's because our messages have been sculpted for lifetimes. And the voice of your soul is like no other because it's moved through these lifetimes and had these different experiences all to get you right here. Your soul carries with a wisdom that can only be, only be gained through its soul history and growth. So by remembering and tapping into and expressing this unique tone, we not only hear, heal ourselves, but we heal the whole entire planet because you have this message that other people need to hear. And when you're sharing your voice, you unlock something in the universe and call a missing piece of you home. 
Your individual voice is the most powerful sound current on the planet. And I just realized I may not have made this clear. I'm sharing some excerpts from the actual guidebook. I want to make sure I made that clear. If you've kept your soul's voice silenced or held back, chanting or singing could be truly life-changing for you. And I also want to add in here, this could be a time where your throat chakra could be really, really blocked. And this could be a great time for some Reiki healing, for some crystal healing, for some meditations, anything to help loosen up that throat. Um, that is where, of course, we are literally able to speak, but it's also that chakra, please, um, a really key role in that as well and so sometimes we have to heal that before we can do these big things I know it's definitely something that I personally have had to work on and this can be a difficult process, um, really stepping into your unique voice and sharing it because you have to peel back layers like an onion um, of your personality and start really honing in on what makes you unique and what needs to be coming through you. Um, you have a clear message that longs to be shared and it's really important. Right now is the time in history where you're being called to speak about that. And this was something I thought so much about. Um, I'm putting the guidebook is away. Um, this is all me now. This was something I thought about so much while I was writing up the report on that full moon reading. It's just that power of sharing your voice and how difficult it can be. Not just in our businesses, but in our everyday lives. I think there's so many times we have felt like we had to be silenced. Or we felt we couldn't speak our truth. Or we felt we couldn't be true to ourselves. And every time that happens, it takes a little bit of our power away. And it makes it harder and harder to share your voice the next time. I know that I've been there. Um... It's easy once someone has taken your voice once to let it keep happening to you. We like to think that the next time something like that happens, we'll stand up for ourselves. We will use their voice. And I hope that's what happens. But far too often we get beaten down or we don't have the tools uh, to be able to do that, to set those boundaries and to speak up for ourselves. And of course, this trickles down into your business. If we're feeling like we cannot show up as ourselves, which then makes it where we aren't giving the impact that we need to give because we all have such a unique story to tell and a unique messaging to give. And we have to be willing to let that come through. But it's not as always as easy as it sounds. I know there are plenty of times where I've had my power taken away, where I haven't shared my unique voice, where I've suppressed what I'm thinking so I wouldn't hurt other people, so I wouldn't be hurt. So, you know, I was afraid, you know, of showing up as myself. And I feel like that's been a really cool journey in my 30s. It's kind of this homecoming to myself. It really started in my late 20s and has been blossoming through my 30s of really figuring out who I am, what I want, what that looks like, and who and how I want to show up. And it's tricky. I think, you know, there's this persona we do in our... Um, 
face-to-face lives that we do in our virtual lives and if we're running a business also in our business and in running a business I've had to be more present online than I ever thought (laughs) I would be and it was scary at first and I was definitely holding back so much of my unique voice I was holding back so many of my interests all to fit into this box And that's something I've been thinking about and exploring a lot lately is the power of what it's like when you fully own every side of yourself. And that was a little bit of a turbulent journey that I was on um, when I was really growing my business and I kept feeling that there were these nudges that I needed to follow. This niggle um, shows up. I think that term shows up in the Work Your Light tarot deck. Um is listening to those nudges about what you need to do. And I had them for so long in my business. Um, Started out just, you know, purely focusing on that course creation aspect because it's what I've been doing for so long. I knew that it was something that was needed in the online space. And it was something I'd been training for for years in my professional life, in my education, um, all of those things. And so it made me feel like that was the only option. Hmm. That's just making me think, I bet a lot of people feel that way. You know, they get that law degree, they get that medical degree, they get whatever degree and they feel like they're stuck. They have to do exactly what that degree affords them to do and nothing else. That's hard. That's hard seeing all the different ways that you can take your experience and your education and your passion and wrapping it all into something that you love, into something that you enjoy waking up to do every single morning. And that's the power of sharing our voice is we don't just have to speak about this one thing. We get to bring in all of these pieces of ourselves and I think that's really cool. What I was really facing as well was how to bring all those different parts to myself. I'd been on this journey of really embracing a lot a lot of more natural practices. It'd come out of a want to do, it'd come out of a necessity because my husband has a lot of really severe skin allergies and so we had to really get back to some more natural things in our home. And I remember um, as I was on this journey learning more about oils and crystals and natural practices and how they can be combined because I'm a big believer in combining if you haven't figured that out. How they can be combined. And I remember a friend and a colleague saying, well, they must work. These things must work because you're into them. And you're the only person I know that's this educated and is into these things. And it's something that really struck me because I'm not (laughs) the only one. It's just so many of us feel like we have to hide those things. And it was something I'd been so open about. As I was struggling with, you know, helping my husband heal his skin, helping really work on my anxiety because it had gotten so bad. But all these times I'd been having these little nudges to share more parts 
of myself. And it wasn't really, um, I started to like feel those nudges for a long time, but it really wasn't until this past fall, fall of 2021, when I'd gotten so many things off my plate. We had moved, I had changed jobs, still running a business, but I'd also graduated. Um, I was no longer working on my doctorate. The dissertation was complete. And it was this time where I actually could breathe a little. I had space to breathe. I had space not to be on this autopilot anymore. So doctorate is hard, y'all. It's exhausting. It's just such extreme mental work. And I had started diving into even more practices, you know, um, human design, Reiki, energy healing, all of these really beautiful tools that are at our fingertips. And these not just kept getting stronger, that they were things not only that I could be interested in, but things I could help other people with. And that's where things started to really evolve. That's where this combination of starting to include the spiritual side with that research-based side of building courses, of approaching your business, was combining the two. Because there is only so much that can be done with strategy. You can have the best strategy in the world, but if your mindset isn't right, if you're not feeling like you're showing up authentically, it comes across. People can feel that. And that's going to really limit you and your business. You can only get so far with just strategy. You have to have the spiritual practice in place, whatever realm that is for you, whether it's a religious spiritual practice, whether it's um, more based in other things, it's whatever you want to make it. But the thing is, with spirituality also comes this focus on working on ourselves. And that's a journey I wish people would take, honestly, a lot more often because we don't want to be the same people we were a year ago. And maybe for some of you, that's shocking to hear. But I really think we're here in this human experience to evolve, to learn, to grow. And to do that, we have to be constantly, maybe constantly sounds bad, but you have to be wanting to do some work on yourself, whether it's getting more physically fit so you can go on that amazing vacation that involves 20, you know, um, thousand steps a day, whether it's um, completing a degree, whether it's getting that million dollar year, whether, you know, the list could go on and on and on. But there are always these steps we have to take, whether it's eating better food, exercising more, learning how to manage our money, learning how to use a new social platform. We all have to grow using these experiences. And that's why I feel like you can't be the same person year after year or you're not challenging yourself. You're not growing. You're not taking on new things. And that's an important part of the puzzle and that's what helps make you unique is by following those things that excite you and light you up, right? It's something that's really, really important. And far too often we don't do that. We're too afraid to share our voice because somebody will unfollow, because someone will give us hate comment, because, because, because. But the person that it really, really impacts is yourself. If you're not holding or not holding space for yourself and not sharing your voice, you're hurting yourself. And I just feel like you should sit with that for a minute. Take some time to really think about where 
you're not letting your voice come through, where you're holding yourself back. It'd be really great to grab some rose quartz, maybe light a smoke, um, like some incense or some palo santo or some sage. And just take some time today to really explore where you've been holding yourself back, where you haven't been letting your voice shine through. And how you would like to show up more authentically with your voice and what that looks like. I just think that would be really powerful. And I encourage you, dear listener, to look at how you can share your voice more, how you can feel more empowered, and think about what the world needs to hear from you. I know it's scary. I've been there, but I promise you it's worth it. And if you're looking for some extra support on that, I am still launching my new one-on-one offering. It's called the Ripple Effect Method. It is exactly what we've been talking about, this combination of spirituality and evidence-based practices and putting them both in your business. And it's a four-month program where we are going to look at every facet of your business. I'm going to help you step into the woman that you feel like you're hiding where you feel like you aren't um, able to share your voice and help you bring that out so you can make your impact, so you can make your ripple in the online space and go forth and keep letting other people do the same. So this is great if you've been wanting to make a new program, make a course, revamp your offers, or just have someone get that bird's eye view of your business and how you can show up even more. It's a really powerful way to work together for four months with weekly calls, boxer access, um, all of my intuitive and spiritual gifts right in your back pocket so we can help you heal and become the woman that you're meant to be so you can go forth and make your ripple. So if you're interested in that, you can find the link down in the show notes or send me a message if you want to chat more about it. I'd love to hear if you took some time to journal today after this episode and what you learned about sharing your voice. I always love to hear what an impact this made for you. So thank you for listening. We've reached over 200 listens and I'm just so honored that you all are here and enjoying the Hitting Turbulence podcast. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Welcome to the Hitting Turbulence Podcast, a place where we discuss the beautiful ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Gary, but just call me Jade. I'm a course creation expert and an intuitive business mentor. I help women package up their brilliance into impactful courses, programs, webinars, videos, and more. But we dive so much deeper by tapping into my intuitive and spiritual gifts. I love helping women harness their power and potential by connecting more deeply with themselves via tarot, crystals, pendulums, and other powerful tools. I'm so excited that you are tuning in to this episode starting 